0: So I heard him arguing this morning and I come out and I'm like, Papa, he's laying in bed. He goes, yeah. and I'm like, who are you talking to? And he said, no one. And I said, I heard you arguing. And he goes, oh, my dentist called. <laughs> and I said, you're arguing with your dentist. And he goes, yeah, uh, they want me to get a teeth cleaning. And I said, I don't need a teeth cleaning. And they're so horny for my money. They're like, well, we can schedule you on the 29th and I'm like no I don't need my teeth cleaned I brush them every day and um, and and I said well you won't be here on the 29th yeah. and he goes that's a good point and then he starts to reach for his phone I'm like leave it
1: <laughs> I'm just gonna call him back and let him know and another thing I'm not even gonna be here so not that for my money <laughs>
0: Yeah. yeah, I hate to defend him, but my dentist is stalking me. Really? To get a clean, like you're you you're due for your cleaning, and I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm I don't have the time right now. And she's like, Well, I've have I've made space for you at two p.m. That's what creeped me out. So she goes, I I made space at two p.m. because I know you like afternoon appointments. And I'm like, I'm in oh. Dallas. Leave me alone. <laughs> wow, that is a little bit weird. It's really weird how pushy they are. Man, I guess I got like the best dentist
2: ever. I go in, (laughs) get my teeth cleaned. I schedule my next appointment as I'm walking
0: out the door. And then I don't hear from him until the week of. Yeah, that's what happened. But I missed it. I skipped
1: it. Just try missing your dentist one time, Corey. You'll find out he does the same thing.
2: Oh, yeah. You can't miss your dentist, bro. You got to take care of those chompers.
1: You got to be true to your teeth or they'll be false to you. Okay. Wow!
2: Tonight, yep. <laughs> that's um, that is making That's where the that's where the jazz yeah, comes right there. That's where right
0: the jazz there. goes. That's where the jazz goes. Just in defiance. Just in angry defiance. We can do a show. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Surviving Creativity, the podcast where we discuss living your dream and surviving it possibly. I'm one-third of your host, Scott Kurtz. That's what you're gonna go with? That's such a half-assed like give it give it some pep. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> welcome to surviving creativity the show about now your no, no, the- no, now you're now now you're shock jock now you're radio
2: you're th- now you're too much now you're now you're up there with 11 like 45 is
0: past the hour that's surviving creativity that's, that's that's a radio that's yeah that's too much you got it you got to do right in
2: between you know, there. just
0: a yeah. little bit hey welcome to surviving creativity the podcast where we discuss living the creative life <laughs> fuck you i'm not doing it anymore <laughs> I don't even know the intro. I had it great twice. How can you? We've done this so many times. I don't remember the line. Oh. You know it. You do it best. I'm I'm
2: gun shy now.
1: (laughs) All right. All right. Step back. Step back. (laughs) Uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh-oh. Welcome to Surviving Creativity, the show about following your dreams, becoming your own boss, and surviving the process. I'm Brad Geiger, creator of Evil Inc. and editor of webcomics.com you sons of bitches
2: <laughs> I guess we're going to dive right into this week's topic then <laughs> the myth of work from home and make your own hours oh. the sweet delicious myth that is but I I got to say I feel like this one is perpetuated by creators I think, I think we have no one to blame for this, but ourselves.
1: (laughs) Oh really? I think it's wishful thinking.
2: Yeah. I kind of feel like the, I kind of feel like if it weren't for us saying to people, oh, well, I, you know, I work from home. I could make my own hours. I could do whatever I want. Then it wouldn't be such a prevalent mythology Mm -hmm. with people that don't work from home. While it is true, technically I could take my laptop and work wherever. Uh, technically I could make my own hours and sometimes I do, you know, if my kid has a thing, I cut out, go to the thing. I don't have anybody to answer to really, but it's also completely false. Not working at my, in my office, my home office is very difficult. Mm. You get into, you get into kind of a pattern, sort of a routine.
0: I think that, uh, this leads into a larger conversation, honestly, and it, and it, and it kind of boils down to, is your job real? in the eyes of the people around you.
1: Yes. <laughs> oh, that's a exactly. great question. That's a great question. And, uh, you
0: know, there are some some offenses that are larger than others, I think, especially when it comes to your loved ones. Because, look, the undeniable truth of working for yourself is that whether you like it or not, you have a flexibility that your day job, friends, and family don't. I'm never going to get in a position where I just can't miss this meeting. Right. You know, I'm never going to get in a position where if I'm not on the clock by 9 a.m. or 8 a.m., I might lose my job. Yeah. I think that most day jobs have, uh, if you're not present, then you skip, you're absent, and it's uh, it's a demerit, right? You're in trouble. So it's, it's undeniable that that's the case. So in a time of crises, whether it's um, a car broke down and something needs to be taken to the shop or we got a call, the kid needs to come home because he's sick or your father had a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> Go to Texas. Go to Texas. Well, stay in Texas. But what I'm saying is it's undeniable that your job is can weather that easier yeah. than most people that you know. So or I guess it's it's hard to feel angry uh, or it's easy to forgive your family members when they kind of look at you with this pleading look because mm-hmm. none of them can go pick up the car. Right. It just can't happen, at least not until five. And then they got to fight traffic. And it's just, it would be so much easier if you would just go get it. I think that the greater offenses are when that just becomes a default. Yeah. Yeah. Everything. Because it's
2: not, it's not that we don't have things to do. It's that we have more flexibility in when we do them.
0: Mm. Well, I'm going to disagree with that. Okay. Okay. Because, um, the truth of the matter is we don't, we just won't get in trouble In the same way for not doing them.
1: And the trouble won't be immediate.
2: Yeah, that's what I mean by we have a little more flexibility in how I mean, there are still things that I have to do every day. If I don't do them, things start,
0: the wheels start to come off, right? Yeah. I mean, the thing is, I'm here in Texas and I can work from here. But the fact of the matter is, is that I'm getting my dad's house ready to sell. I'm prepping things to come back with us to Seattle when he gets out of rehab in 12 days. I'm trying to get him set up with new Medicare in Seattle, Um, getting his mail forwarded. I got to deal with his finances and his taxes. I have to go see him every day and I have to do everything that he did for my 94-year-old grandmother. Mm -hmm. And I have to do my job. And guess what's not getting done? <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. My schedule My schedule is sporadic. I'm not posting every day. I'm not working on uh, custom pub stuff. I'm not doing uh, artwork for the side projects that we have that aren't the two strips. I'm not working ahead on table titans. PvP is not being updated. And also... Because it's so stressful, when I do get a a, a a stretch of time to sit down and work, I'm staring <laughs> at <laughs> it's the blank screen. I'm yeah. staring at the blank screen, going, "I, I what the fuck am I going to write about today?" Because yeah. because it, it's all going to come out. My dad just had a stroke, and I'm ready to kill myself. Right, and and I'm in a place where I can say to Corey, "Watch the traffic." And when – because because no one's upset about it. None of my readers are upset about it. Hmm. They all understand. In fact, when I posted that that things would be sporadic, their response was, fuck it. Take the time off. Why are you even trying to post? Your family comes first. We'll wait. And they will. They'll wait. But they'll also get into a habit of not checking, and then our traffic will go down. Right, and then, yeah. So I can't, as much as they want me to, I can't do that. Yeah. So much of what we do is about habits. Yeah. And so it's, it's, um, it's not true. My job isn't flexible in that way. Our jobs, creative jobs are no different than any others. We have, a. they work better when you have a set schedule and a routine. Hours lost are never regained. Momentum lost is never regained. They lost momentum in time, harms our productivity, harms our bottom line. Nothing is different except we're the boss. Mm-hmm. So when you're like, well, you don't have a boss being angry at you.
1: Yes, I do. It's I'm me. <laughs> I'm angry at me. I'm upset at myself. And it's 10 times worse than having somebody else yeah. angry at you because you can't escape yeah. being angry somebody at Somebody
2: else is angry at you. You tell them to go fuck themselves. You're you're yeah. angry at you, and that's
1: that's the worst part it's, it's worse. worse. And so much of what we do is mental, right? There are some jobs that you can go in, you punch in, you do your job, you punch out. Being a cartoonist is is a mental uh, job.
2: Any kind of creator. You've
1: got to be able to be in the right mental place to be able to create and, uh, and to refine and edit and, and stuff like that before you can even get to the somewhat mechanical part of penciling and inking and lettering. Uh, and, and and if you are not in that space, it, it, it's nigh on to impossible to be creative in a in a, a stressful situation like that. For most people, I'm sure there's some people that thrive on it, but I, I I'm not that person. I
2: think that's a really important point, Brad. Is that I think the vast majority of jobs for the vast majority of people are what you just described: clock in, mm-hmm. do your job, clock out your, your, uh, you know, that's your vocation. Your avocation is the thing that you really care about that you really love. It's, I think it's rare that people's vocation and avocation are the same thing. And I also think it's important for people listening to know that that's, that's not a bad thing. That's, that's fine. Like there's,
1: there's a lot to be said for a day job that you clock in, you do your thing, you get paid hopefully well and get benefits that are hopefully, uh, good, uh, you know, beneficial. Yeah. And, and and then you come back and do the thing that you love uh, on your own time. You can like your job
2: and not love
1: it. That's fine.
2: Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. You can like what you do. You can hate what you do if it pays enough and you're willing to put up with it to, yeah. to get back to, you know, to the thing that
0: you don't. But, you know, Corey, you said something very interesting and it's it's correct. And the biggest offender of this is creators themselves because one of the things that I see happening a lot with creators is that um, it's kind of a college, first year of college mentality, kind of a party mentality about it. And the creators that I see that are in it to win it and are going to be in it for the long haul, treat it like a day job. They have a set routine. They have a set schedule. I also see a lot of creators Mm -hmm. with families that are doing it a lot better because they're already having to fit in doing what they love around a set schedule because their family has a routine, not to single them out and embarrass them. But Tavis is a really great example of this. Any convention I'm at where Tavis maiden is at, you'll notice a couple things. First of all, Tavis never leaves right when the show shuts down. He never leaves early. So when it, when the show shuts down at six, he sticks around until everyone's walked past his booth. Tavis never goes out and parties at a convention. And Tavis is the first guy to show up and set up his booth the next day. And there's something really admirable about that. And and the thing I, I think I admire the most about it mm-hmm. is Tavis has no illusions about whether or not uh, he should take for granted that he gets to do this. He just doesn't take it for granted. Mm-hmm. The place we are in history right now. Where it's actually feasible for people to make a living – extra money, let alone a living, doing this kind of stuff um, is rare. And we just happen to exist in the middle of it. And he's going to take every advantage of it that he can. And he's he's up every morning, setting up early, engaging, never taking breaks, never away from his booth, stays late. I mean – and that's not to say that he doesn't socialize at conventions or do that
2: thing. No. He goes out, No, so he hits the bar and has a drink and says hi to who he needs to have to. And yeah. He's there for he's a there to, He's there to do the job.
0: Let me ask you guys this. Have you ever lied or uh, altered what it is you do to avoid having to explain how you make money doing what you <laughs> make? Yes. Yeah. I
2: don't lie outright, but when people ask me what I do, I'll throw some broad term. I'm a business manager, you know, or I'm an editor or I'm VP creative. I'll I'll pick one of the things that I do and I'll say that. Mm-hmm. And when they go, oh, where I say, yeah. Oh, an online entertainment company. Very broad brush stroke. Because I think nine times out of ten, the person I'm explaining it to doesn't care. Or we get into the weeds and then the first, the very first thing, every time without fail. Ah, so you yeah work from home, make your own schedule, pajamas all day. And it's like, okay, here we go.
1: Yeah. And, and, and I'm constantly kind of disgusted with myself because when I think about how long it took me to get to the point where I could say without uh, exaggeration that I'm a cartoonist, you know, I, 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 it's only been recently that I could really say that without any kind of stretching of the truth. And, uh, I, I seldom do because it involves so much baggage. It, it involves so much explaining. It, it's not worth it at the time. And half the time people don't really care. Right.
0: <laughs> I've been guilty of saying I'm a graphic designer. Yeah. It's just easier than cartoonists. Cause if you say, Oh, I, well, yeah, I'm my own boss. I, you know, I work, I, I'm self-employed. Oh, what do you do? I'm a, I'm a freelance artist. Oh, okay. But if you say you're a cartoonist, they go,
1: Ooh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then it always leads to, have I seen your work? What newspaper are you in? Where can yeah, I? Find where can it? I find it? Although I will say that now in my twentieth year, I don't have to explain. Well, it's online, and it's like if it were in the newspaper, but it's on the internet. Now people want to know what my website is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that kind of from, kinda, the, from the start
2: went down a few years ago. Don't you feel like?
0: Yeah, that's where I get caught—is
2: that I can't get away with. Oh, I'm a business manager. Oh, where? Well, we uh, online entertainment company. Oh, online. What's your Web address, what's your URL? Like people now, anybody will ask, where do I find it? Yeah. So and that's kind of cool. I mean, even when even the lay person is sort of interested in that, that aspect of what we do. Yeah. I want to get back to family being the worst offenders because we got to figure out a way around this.
0: (laughs) You just, it's just like anything else with your family. You just have to set boundaries. One of the things that. But because they're your family, they feel like they can break
2: those boundaries all the time. Mm -hmm. Which is incredibly frustrating. And then you have to like sort of constantly reiterate where the boundary is. Especially when, you know, my folks come up to Portland about half the year. And that's nice. I love it. Uh, and I try to go out of my way to make extra time when I'm working to like, uh, you know, I'll take, I'll go to dinner. I'll take this day off or I'll cut out a little early or maybe I'll start a little early so that I can end a little early, that kind of thing. Uh, but I think sometimes that that sets a bad precedent and sets makes a bad habit. Mm-hmm. You know, I think the assumption with family often is that y- you're going to do that. Like we're your family, you're going to go out of your way to spend time with us, to do things with us, to to make these exceptions to your own rules. So because of that, setting that boundary is difficult. I I don't have trouble setting that boundary with you know with friends or maybe with my immediate family sometimes. You know, Shane and I have to kind of remind each other, like, Shane will be like, hey, I'm writing, you know I mean? Don't bother me right now. Yeah. Or, you know, or I'll have to be like, well, I, I really got to, I got to finish this thing. Like, I can't stop in the middle of this thing. Like, I got to finish it. Otherwise, it's just sitting there and no matter what I'm doing, I'm just thinking about it the whole time. Mm-hmm. But with it, I feel like with extended family or, or maybe, I don't know, just is your parents extended family or the immediate family? I guess they're immediate family. Immediate. But with that once removed, you know, not your wife or your husband. Sometimes it's a little more difficult and there's an expectation that you'll break your own rules. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, th- and that too, while we're talking about that, I think th- the biggest trick for me when it comes to the myth of making your own hours and, you know, working from home and all that is to get over that is treating it like a job. Get up at the same, you know, I try to get up at the same That's time. I try very to start- important. I try to start work at the same time. I try to to do certain things on a you know on a routine. That's a very sometimes that breaks down. If there's a new video game release, that's a very popular. And I'm staying up really late. Oh boy, playing Monster Hunter.
0: <laughs> it's a very popular <laughs> thing that I see amongst cartoonists. or I did when I was on Twitter, which is another day I'm not wearing pants. This is a great day for me. <laughs> and it's like, uh, well, get up and put your fucking pants on. And get to work. Yeah. Like, I tell you what, <laughs> if, if I get up and shower and get dressed as if I were leaving the house, I will start work a lot faster than if I decide I'm going to work in my pajamas every time. Yeah. Every time. And Brad, you've got it down to a science because you were able to find a really affordable and cool little office to get up and, and, and leave. And that really helps. Although uh, that's a, that's I, I really wish I had, the had the that transition
1: yeah. is that I wish I had, a if I go. were to, if I were to make one suggestion, it's get an outside studio. So, uh, so just a little something from my own life. Uh, the reason we got this studio is because it's close to where the kids go to school. Well, next year, Max is going to be going to a different school. Alex has already graduated from the school and he's on to high school. And this place, as Scott can tell you, is about a 20 to 30 minute drive away from my house, depending on what time it is. Uh-huh. And so I started, so the the question is, do I keep the studio? And it's beautiful space. I've, I've got it kind of just the way I want it. It includes warehouse space with a truck bay. It's, it's perfect. And uh, the question became, you know, do we want to keep it or is it smarter to move back home? And at one point, my wife, who listens to the show, (laughs) by the way, so I have to to be careful about how I put this, Uh, she she and I were talking about renovating the garage and making that a studio. And because of how our house is set up, she goes, of course, we'll have to kind of close off the, the current basement door. But then when we're coming in through the back, like bringing groceries in and stuff, we'll just walk through the studio. Mm. And I said, no, you won't. Yeah. And she said, what's the big deal? We'll just walk through the studio. Nobody's going to touch any of your stuff. And I I said, no, you don't understand. That's not going to (laughs) happen. And she says, of course it's going to happen. That's how we're going to have to get into the house. I said, well, then we're going to keep the current basement door and you can get in through there. No, that doesn't make any sense. We'll close that off and make it a closet. And we went back and forth like that for a long time until finally I did uh, what uh, <laughs> what what I what. The only thing I could do was to let it drop. And she doesn't know well. She she's going to know this uh, the moment I say it. Uh, but we've never come back to it. But I can tell you this: we're never renovating that garage and turning it a that's I'm, I, I, I may, I quietly made up my mind that, unless it becomes super hard to get out here, I'm keeping the studio because nobody's walking through my studio every and tramping stuff in uh, uh, every time they've got to get in the house from the back door. It's just never, ever going to happen. Well, isn't that a weird I, thing? And I, and I ask you, am I being unreasonable? No. Am I being, because I, I do have a habit of being territorial. I'm touchy. I understand this. And, and I can trust you guys to tell me if I'm being unreasonable. No, you're not.
2: It, it's, it, it's interesting, and I, I wanted to talk about this at some point too. I can't afford an office outside of my home, and I I wish that my office in my home was a little more secluded. I think that if you're if you're a creator and you work from home and you have a home office, the the most ideal situation is that your office is in its own place that you really only go to to work. But if you can arrange that, you can actually trigger yourself into a work mode. So by Mm -hmm. by setting up a series of routines and there's some science to back this up, Uh, there's probably a couple of books if I had thought about it beforehand, I could recommend on this. But if you set yourself up for getting into kind of work mode, if you will, uh, if you, you know, whatever your routine is in the morning for me, it's get up, make some coffee, eat a little breakfast come into my office space sit down there's a series of things that I do every morning to start and then I'm off to the races right yeah and if you have a completely separate space to walk into it's like walking into a job the same yeah. way that an, that an artist might do a warm-up sketch and this is how I start a big part of the warm-up sketch is not just for the artist getting all of the muscle memory back in tone it clicks something over in your brain too. I'm drawing now. We're in yeah. where it's draw mode, right? Uh, I think that's true for offices. I, I don't have that scenario because my office is in my bedroom, which is probably the worst possible place. You know, Brad, I think you're very fortunate to have a, a place to go. Yeah, And I know there are, it, depending on your job, there are some share office spaces that you can get into.
1: I was just going to mention that because when I started looking around for a studio space that might be closer to my house, the the hot thing is a co-working Right. Right. Where you basically, you rent a table and then go in and you work amongst other people who are also self-employed and they're all renting tables. And there's, I guess, I guess some people need that, that activity, that buzz uh, of having people around and you can network and do all this other stuff. It sounds like actual torture to me. (laughs) (laughs) But if you are mentally wired differently than me, it, it might be a, 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 the, the best thing.
0: How do we feel about recommending the go work at the coffee
1: shop situation? Never worked for me. I did not. like And, and part of that is because I, I, I'm going to blame my Midwest on this, I guess. When I'm finished with my coffee, my self-expectation is that I get up and leave. And I'm either going to sit there and feel like I've got to constantly order things and order things and order things and, and make myself sick or I feel like I'm taking up space that the waitress could be using to generate more tips, or what have you. I can't, I can't settle down. I can't relax in that kind of a environment.
2: For me, it depends on what I'm doing, and that goes for the co work situation too. If you're interested in co working, and there's something to be said for being around other people. Sometimes working from home, as anyone who works from home will tell you, it get it get a little lonely. <laughs> Even if you have digital friends, like we run a virtual office space, we, you know, we log into an environment, we're able to talk to each other, that kind of thing. But there's something to be said for uh, human contact with other people. And the co-work space solves a lot of that problem. And sometimes they're as cheap as 50 bucks. You get a, a space, essentially. Mm-hmm. It's wherever it is. So you come in for the day and wherever you happen to set up, that's where you are. That, that'll that go all the way up to sort of like reserved spots where you have so much space, even to the point where there are some co-workers where you have kind of a cubicle area and sort of a creative environment. And oftentimes it's very cool uh, for me. Some, sometimes the cowork work, sometimes it doesn't. Usually my problem is I have to do stuff like this. You know, I'm recording a show. I can't really go into a cowork space and do this, or I have to make this call and, and, it's a pretty heavily NDA'd call. I can't exactly be sitting in the <laughs> middle of an environment like that mm-hmm. on the phone. It's, that's not going to work. And then bother everybody else too. Yeah. Well, and then that's another problem. There was a studio I used to go to and it was sort of like, anytime I had to make a call, I had to go out in the hallway. So <laughs> that always sucked because now I'm sitting in a hallway and like, that's not going to do me any good. You know, there's every environment's a little bit different uh, for the coffee shop. For me, if I'm doing what I call soft work, which is, you know, plowing through emails, just responding to emails, or I've got to read this comic and edit it, or I've got to go through this game material and get notes back to a writer or something like that. Then a coffee shop is pretty functional. It's pretty easy. Yeah. So, you know, cool. come get a coffee, throw on a headset. It gives you just having that different environment sometimes can be a little bit refreshing. Um, same with the work environment. The, the major difference being a coffee shop will cost you 10 to 20 bucks. A coworking environment's 50
0: plus. So there's a scale there, I think. I really like the coffee shop for writing and for doing, you know, um, office stuff like emails and stuff. But Or if I can sketch on my iPad, sometimes spot illustrations or stuff is fun for coffee shop. Doing the strips. And actually doing comics unless I'm just doing thumbnails or sketching is hard for me to coffee shop. Mm -hmm. I'll pull out a laptop. I'll draw on a tablet, but I will not set up an office on a table. I just won't do it. Here's my Cintiq (laughs) and here's my uh, monitor (laughs) and then uh, my mouse goes here. I just I can't do it. Same thing for a plane. I know people that set up their whole rig on a plane. Oh, yeah. And it's like. Oh, can you imagine? Because I know Lar does this. Lar will set the whole thing up. Can you imagine being the guy stuck in the window seat when Lar sets up his whole rig
1: (laughs) on a flight?
0: (laughs) You're like, well, I'm not peeing now. This guy's got his whole office set up. (laughs) Uh,
1: (laughs) I can't do that. Um, I, I don't like people watching me work anyway. So I the whole idea of doing something like that or uh, <laughs> something to be over your shoulder when you're sketching and stuff, I it would make me uh antsy. That uh, <laughs> <laughs> just reminded me of that one San Diego when
0: when uh, uh Howard Taylor suggested that everyone at Blank Label Comics face the back wall of the booth and let people come in and look over your shoulder as you draw.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and how upset you are! well and 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 actually you do see some people do it but i another suggestion during that same time was uh, to get like an overhead monitor so that you people could walk up to you you would be facing forward but the screen above your head would be showing uh your drawing surface
0: that attracts a lot of people as crazy as it sounds um yeah
2: yeah i've had i've had a lot of success at boost with that Having a setup where the, the creator's drawing the whole um, time, but
0: yeah. So one of the other one of the other things that I wanted to talk about about you can work from anywhere. I don't know how much this applies to other careers. Um, I don't know if photographers walk around just holding their hands up and framing photos everywhere they go. But, <laughs> um, it was really interesting. Someone had, was talking. I overheard a conversation between Angie and someone, and they said, "Well, that's really nice that your husband can." can take off when he wants. It's he's more flexible to take time off. And she kind of laughed and said, the problem is even when we're not, when he's not working, he's working.
1: Yeah. Right. If he goes
0: to the movies, he's writing. go to dinner. He's writing, you know, wherever we go, he's looking for ideas. He's thinking about his comics. He's thinking about ideas. He's always, and I just watched all of, uh, star Trek discovery. And I was talking to my friend Rob about it because he doesn't really care for the show. And I loved it. And mm-hmm. I said, God, the thing I love about this show is that it breaks the Star Trek format where everything is fine at the end of the episode because a new set of writers is starting from scratch with the next one. Mm-hmm. You got to make sure all the characters are available there for the next team of writers. Maybe every once in a while there's a, a two-episode you know, arc, but they wrote Discovery like one long arc and that's it. And it's, I said, it really made me think about how I could do something different for table Titans. The choices they made are so interesting and they went in this direction. And when this character did this, I thought, Oh, well it's Trek. So, but then they didn't. And then now this has changed. And it never yeah. dawned on me to do that. Like, and, and, and watching how it worked on discovery. And at the end of the season, instead of being disappointed that now this character is gone or his allegiances have changed, it's really like now, I want to apply that, and and Rob was like, "Do you ever just watch a show?" And I'm like, "Nope, <laughs> no, I don't. Right. Uh, can't do it. Can't do." So, it. I mean, you're always gonna, you're always gonna be working. It's just it's mm-hmm. the way that we're built, I think.
2: But I also think it's important to find a to find the way that you can disconnect. Find yeah, the thing. you've got to, right? Find the thing, and there will be a thing. You know, for me, I love playing board games. I love playing video games. I love, you know, watching movies and TV and that kind of stuff. But like you, I'm always breaking it down mm-hmm. in my head. Like I'm always deconstructing it. We'll be playing a game. Like, oh, mechanically, this is really cool. Mm-hmm. And oh, they borrow that mechanic from over here. Or we'll be watching my wife and I'll be watching a TV show. We used to work in that industry. So every now and then we'll turn to each other and like, oh, can you imagine what the production designer had to go through for that? I mean, look at that element or oh what was the producer thinking when this happened or uh what a weird scene for an actor like you your brain your brain doesn't turn off um but when i read books you know when i read like a novel or whatever i can just read it yeah i don't yeah i, I don't i can first for whatever reason i can turn off the editorial part of my brain and just and enjoy just and just yeah. read a book, but I can't do it with film or television or video games or board games or comic books or whatever. My brain in the background somewhere. There's some little fucking armchair asshole <laughs> who's constantly <laughs> notating everything I'm consuming. Video games
0: is is a disconnect for me. I can play a video game and not think about it. Yeah. God, I can't. I I, I mean, I love certain games
2: that I maybe shouldn't because I'm thinking about the things that went into making that element, how cool it is.
0: When it Just when it comes down to it, if you're listening to this and you are thinking about or dealing with managing your time and, and dealing with these problems, just remember that this job of yours, the time you spend doing this, other people will only take it as seriously as you do.
1: Ooh, that's and a really good point.
0: That's a great point. And and it took me a long time to discover this, but you set the the boundaries on that. You set the level at which your job will be respected and how you handle it. Um, For the longest time, I had my phone set to do not disturb and only allowed phone calls coming in from Corey, my wife, or my dad. Corey, because we work together. Mm -hmm. My wife, because she might need me. I need to know what's going on. And my dad, because what if something happened? Yeah. You know, and he's in Texas, what dawned on me was leaving my dad in that was a mistake. Mm. Um, and when I came to the realization that my dad is never going to call me, um, because he died. <laughs> Someone else is, <laughs> I'm never going to c- get a call that goes, "Well, hey son, hey dad, what's going on?" Um, well, I died. <laughs> what? Yep. Yep, 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 yep. Dead. D O D O A. Dead on arrival. <laughs> well, what happened? I don't know. Heart attack, stroke, prostate, something got me because I'm on the flow. <laughs> um That calls never coming in. Yeah. So, you know, I had to for certain hours set my phone to do not disturb you know but but um again people will only take your job as seriously as you do and also this also applies if it's not your full-time gig it's okay for you to work a full-time job and then decide that you, you have some uninterrupted time at night to to work towards your passion becoming your full-time job it's not uh yeah right Because people will also only take your avocation or your hobby as seriously as you do. So again, it's all about choices, right? And you only have a finite set of time on this planet and you get to choose how you spend it. And um, there's a reason why people have to choose between careers and family because it's hard to have it all. You have to make those choices and you have to decide what you're going to do with your time. Uh, But it's it's okay for you to demand that that time is uninterrupted.
2: And I think it's important to note that, Scott, tell me if I'm wrong about what you're saying here, but it's not that that means you work all the time. Don't, don't, please don't be the creator that kills themselves with, you know, coffee staying up till five in the morning every day. It's not going to work out Mm -hmm. for you. It really isn't. Um, What that means is demanding from others that that time that you're working is protected. I work from nine to five, period. I start at nine. I stop at five. Do I run long sometimes? Yeah, sure. And sometimes cons come up, things happen. I got to work a little extra. Every now and then, I got to put in a weekend. Like that's the reality of the situation. But I work from nine to five, and at five I'm done. Yeah. And I and I have to be not not for my own sanity and for that of my the sanity of my family, and so that people other people understand, I'm done at five. Yeah. I keep office hours mm-hmm. just like you. So. so- you know, that's how that's going to go down. You want to, you know, you want to meet for lunch. I can take a lunch break, but then I'm working till six. You want to meet after six. And, and once with people that I know, once I've established those boundaries very clearly, it's like something clicks Mm -hmm. in their brain. When people, when you first meet people and they ask you what they do and you tell them that you work, you know, you're creative professional and you do this kind of, thought stuff and you work from home They're first they're like oh amazing pajamas every day make your own hours sleep until 11 blah 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 but as soon as you're like no i have a routine i work nine to five i have an office even if your office is in your house like i i go to the office i work nine to five it's something immediately clicks in whoever you're talking to and they go oh like a job yeah I have I've had that conversation mm-hmm. I was explaining to someone what I'm doing. And they did that thing where they went, Oh, it's so great. You could do, you could just k- take off and do whatever. And I'm like, nah, you know, I work nine to five and I swear to God, they said, Oh, like a job.
1: <laughs> Funny how that worked out. And
2: I, yeah, I went, you know what? You know what? My job is exactly like a job. Yeah, That's in fact, exactly what my job is. Now, if I could just get my parents to understand that my job is exactly 53 minutes and 29 Ah. (laughs) seconds. Cut, parents, don't forget, mom listens to show.
1: Well, listen, you guys. Are you guys uh, interested in playing a game? Yo, totally. Because this is coming up next. Get ready to match the stars. From Family Man, Dylan McConus. From Ojoy Sex Toy, Erica Moen. From Legacy Control, Javis Ray. From Work Made for Hire, Katie Lane. And from Fried Chicken and Sushi, Khalid Birdsong. And from PC Weenies, Krishna Sadasabam. As we play the star-studded No Money Match Game 2018. ha. <laughs> I don't know whether I, anybody will understand this reference, but that was my very best Johnny Olson.
2: No, no one will get that reference. I
1: get the right. reference. No. So
2: tell oh, us, God. tell us okay. the rules to so match I've game. i got a
1: full. If you, if you take a look over on the side there, you'll see I've got a full panel, all six uh, creators uh, for celebrities this time. And what we've done is it's a fill in the blank game. So uh, I'm going to read a sentence. That's Corey. Fill in the blank. And if you match, uh, you get a point for every time you match one of our panelists. Okay. Yeah. Ready. So who wants to go Go first? Go ahead, Scotty. You go first. I'll go first. All right. Scott. Yeah. Mrs. Smith said, I think my new babysitter is a cannibal. She's dusting my baby with blank powder. Give you a little time to think. New babysitter's a cannibal. She's dusting the baby with blank powder. And what do you got?
0: There's nothing. There's no edible powder.
1: I guess garlic powder. Garlic powder. Yeah. All right. Let's see if you match any of our stars. First, we got to go over to uh, sweet Dylan McConus. Dylan, what do you got for this? What kind of powder did you come up with?
0: Because I'm in love with it, but I've only had one cup of coffee. Oh, Tahin or Tajin Classico Seasoning.
1: <laughs> uh, what judges. The, judge, what uh, is that? <laughs> what is that powder, Dylan?
0: What the <laughs> hell? What? <is>
1: Dylan? <laughs> 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 yeah, unfortunately, uh, the judges say that's not a match. We've got to go over to Erica Moen. Erica, what kind of uh, baby or what kind of powder is being dusted on this baby? Baby powder. Baby powder. Sweet, what? sweet, that delicious a, baby powder. That fucking baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh, well, I'm afraid that's not a match. Javis, Javis Ray, what do you got? Uh, my new babysitter's a cannibal. She's dusting my baby. Huh. Let's see. Let's go with uh, let's just go with white. White white powder. Or white white What? I'm the? not sure it easy. <laughs> oh <my. laughs> I, I think Javis might have a, a day job with uh, those guys that do the pant down at the US
2: a bunch of cartoonists and they all eat ramen out of bongs. They're not seasoning anything. <laughs> There's no seasoning happening.
1: <laughs> well, wait a minute. You, you've got hope here. You've got Katie. Come on. Uh, Katie gave us an answer for this new babysitters a cannibal. Katie, what do you got to say?
2: Oh my God!
1: Itching powder. No, Itching powder. <laughs> no one understands <laughs> how to play <laughs> this game. Uh, that's not, that's not um, uh, baking powder. Baking powder. Uh, that's at least that. That's found in the kitchen. We're getting close. Uh, Khalid bird song. Uh, Khalid. You just brought back your popular webcomic, Fried Chicken and Sushi, didn't you? Yes, I did, for Go Comics and a family comic strip about family living in Japan and dealing with a magical raccoon. Okay, so what did you have for our fill-in-the-blank there, Khalid? (laughs) Curry. (laughs) Curry. Another good one, found in the kitchen. Uh, Not a match, though. And uh, Krishna Sadasavam, what do you got for this? Let's see if we got garlic. Um... I have no idea, Brad. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to leave it blank? I'm sorry, dude. I'm afraid. Uh, Scott, you got uh, blitzed on that. Zero out of zero.
0: Yeah,
2: well, whatever, man. It's my chance. (laughs) It's my chance. I'm sick of losing these goddamn game shows. I'm making making Scott read something. (laughs) You know, now technically, if we tie... Then Brad has to read the ending. So with you at zero, I could intentionally flub this to force Brad oh, no. Geiger to
1: read the show. Don't you dare! <laughs> Don't you dare! Uh, you need you need here's to try the thing, Corey.
0: Best. You couldn't you couldn't intentionally flub this if you wanted to because no one knows how to play this game.
1: <laughs> okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. Give me that question. Good Lord. All right, so let's go over to Corey. Corey. Ah. Uh, <laughs> oh God, Corey, I, I I think I'm gonna be reading the uh, uh <laughs> you always, reading the questions. You give me the impossible ones. I gotta be honest with you, I thought this was obvious. Uh, Janice said the food at this restaurant must be really terrible. The menu had a list of entrees on one side, and on the other side, it had a list of blanks. You thought that was You thought that was obvious? <laughs> what's, what's obvious about that? <laughs> Oh my god, I got I've got the perfect answer. Hold on. <laughs>
2: <laughs> a list of entrees on one side and a list of what on the other. There's well, some Corey, bad dad Corey, pun the, in the here key, that only Brad the, Geiger can figure food. out.
1: See that the, the key, key is, is the, that the food is terrible. That's your operative word. Bad.
2: No, it's a bad I, restaurant. Yeah, I get that. It's a bad restaurant, and you got entrees on one side, and then something on the other side that is another foreign food word that means bad. I Corey. get, I get the, oh, I, you, get the I get You're missing the it. joke,
0: Corey. You're missing it. There's a million answers. <laughs> <laughs> You're so full of
2: shit. You couldn't come up. Listen, you couldn't come up with chili powder, garlic powder,
0: <laughs> <It> <laughs> curry powder. Matter. Like it wouldn't have mattered. I could
2: have. It said, wouldn't have mattered. It wouldn't. Have <laughs> mattered. It not have mattered. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Because I can't come up with anything that that clearly means nobody else can come up with anything. So. Uh, I went to the, re- this restaurant must to me in this restaurant must be terrible because I looked at the, the menu Food
1: at this restaurant must be really terrible. The menu had a list of entrees on one side and on the other side, it had a list of desserts. There's no main courses. It's stop. a
2: terrible stop. restaurant. It's stop, only entrees stop, stop, and desserts. Stop, stop, stop,
0: stop. Okay. So if he said desserts, he's locked into desserts and we already know what yes. the other people said. So Brad, yes, before yes. we hear what our panelists give for ridiculous answers what do you think oh. the, the <laughs> obvious
1: answer is antidotes that's what i was gonna the say. food at this what? restaurant must be really terrible the no. menu had a list of entrees on right. one side and on the other okay. side well had first a list of all of antidotes right no now.
2: antacids would be, antacids no, would no, be better
1: antidotes no, no antidotes because it's poison Yeah, that's the that's the joke that's the
0: clear joke I will bet you a hundred dollars. No one said
1: antidote. (laughs) I'm not taking that ballot. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You want to bet a hundred dollars?
2: Yeah. Brad knows the answer. I wouldn't bet Brad money on this. play
1: the goddamn stuff now. (laughs) All right. Well, Dylan, Dylan, we come to you first as always. Uh, Dylan, what do you have for your fill in the blank on this one?
2: Uh... Restaurants delivering through Amazon Prime
1: now. What? No. What? What the
2: fuck? <laughs> what the fuck?
1: <laughs> actually, Dylan's uh, makes a little bit of sense if you think about it. On one side, it has a list of entrees. On the other side, it has a list of restaurants that deliver through Amazon Now. So, oh yeah, that's you funny. In restaurant that's you good. Can have takeout food. It's it's actually it works very well. Uh, Erica Erica Mowen from Ojoy oh Sex Toy. Janice said. The food at this restaurant must be really terrible. The menu had a list of entrees on one side, and on the other side, it had a list of blank.
2: Antidotes. Oh! (laughs) Antidotes? (laughs) She got it!
1: (laughs) Yeah, she did say antidotes. (sighs) Uh, There's there's one for me. (laughs) Javis Ray from Legacy Control. What did you have for your fill on the blank on that one? Uh, Sizes of vomit buckets. Sizes of uh, vomit. That's... that's 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 dark that's edgy very edgy but I'm afraid not a uh, not a not a not a not a link so entrees on one side Katie Lane on the other side it had a list of
2: I don't know that I've had enough coffee for this um
1: amen sister
2: uh, let's pass that one because I'm not coming up with anything
1: <laughs> man I should have gone with no answer I would have gotten a point. <laughs> <laughs> all right we' you, you still have two. Chances though we go over to Khalid Birdsong. Uh what do you have for your answer for this one? Ooh, okay. I would say a um list of sushi.
0: Uh, uh,
1: what?
2: Does he not like sushi? Brad, no one understands your game.
1: You got to stick with perfume. I don't think I don't think they understood the question. No, you gotta stick
0: with the family feud or something else. You cannot do match game. (laughs) No, that
2: that question. Listen, to be fair, that question sucked. That was a difficult. So we still in retro in retrospect, I would have said antacids would be would be the would be the better antidotes. Is dumb. It doesn't say anything about the food being poisoned. Says the food is bad,
1: but it's an exaggeration. That's where the joke is. Anyway, Krishna. What did you have for your Oh, oh I should probably mention Krishna you you're like one of these old school web comics guys right you've been around forever
2: That's absolutely right PC Weenies is a tech comic that's been published for over well almost 20 years now on Mondays and Thursdays Whoa. at pcweenies.com
1: And what was your answer for this uh, I have no idea Brad
0: <laughs> <laughs> can I can I say
2: something real quick Yeah this game sucks. <laughs> oh, no. I would have gotten more points by not answering. <laughs> I would have gotten
0: more points by not, it's not our giving an answer. I blame Brad. All right?
2: No. no it's well, here's, that might have been a tough one. I blame Brad, too. Here's what's important, Scott. You and I both got zero points. <laughs> We've
1: tied. That's right. It is a tie. It is a tie. Oh, boy.
2: You man. know what happens in the case of a tie? What? Brad Geiger has to read the outro. Uh,
1: yeah, but you know
2: what?
0: <laughs> I'll read it.
2: No, don't let him out of this. He asked that I'm, I'm perfectly question. Happy he asked a terrible question. And now is our opportunity <laughs> to come up with a suitable outro punishment for Brad Geiger.
1: Hmm. I've got. That's, I, by right. way, That's by fair. By the way, in my own defense, these are all match game questions. Yeah, from, from, from I, I made up a couple of them, but these are all I match, games. That, match game match game questions. No
0: one understands the concept. Okay. No, first of all, well, match game
1: uh, <laughs>
2: They're match game questions from 1972, before any of these people were born. Of course, they're not going to get That's an answer fine. to these questions.
0: That doesn't matter. It does matter. The point is that. Uh, No, what matters is that no one understands – first of all, Match Game had professional comedians on it that knew how to make a joke and they also knew that part of the rules were sometimes you give a joke answer but then you follow it up with a real answer. (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, and that you know was I, Hollywood Squares, which I also have plans for, but I'm getting ahead of myself. No, okay. It, it, <laughs> no one, no one's old enough to remember the game to emulate it.
0: So anyway, I think Brad should read. My vote is that he reads it as Kermit the Frog. <laughs> I was, I was going to say he reads it as Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah, I love it. That's better. <laughs>
2: Brad Geiger, Geiger. your punishment for those horrible (laughs) 1970s match game questions is you must read the outro as Jerry Seinfeld, famed writer and comedian. I love this. Uh,
0: I can't fucking wait. Uh You know what? (laughs)
1: Just for that, I'm going to knock it out of the park. George, George, who are these people? You have been listening to Surviving Creativity, the show about following your dreams, becoming your own boss, and surviving the process. What your co-host, co host who are those co-hosts? They have been Scott Kurtz, of <laughs> and Table Titans. I don't know what's happening right now. Corey Cassoni, business manager of Toonhound Studios, and who is this person? Brad Geiger, creator of Evil Link, and editor of of WebComics.com. If you like the show, please go to iTunes and give us a five-star review. Surviving Creativity is made possible by listener support at (laughs) Patreon.com. This will be Mr. Magoo when it's done. He will be Mr. Magoo when it's finished. (laughs) 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 <laughs> 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 patreon.com slash surviving creativity who are these people it always comes back to magoo
2: it always <laughs> comes back to magoo oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well done brad geiger oh well done <laughs> oh The Army Blues!